0: Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Sounds I'm like an idiot. Kentucky I have entertained myself. I know. Santa Damn. I can't there. get
2: Phil out of my impersonations no matter what. <laughs> Santa's bringing somebody some squirrel meat. <laughs> yeah. Last uh, 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 day, apparently. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: that was last week. PFTPM. Chris Sims unbuttoned. We're at a week 17. Only two more of the full-blown, full blown, full slate of games picks podcast although we still have wild card round super wild card round get it right division round, conference championships and super bowl but we're we are tied in two of the three categories we are tied up straight up we are tied up best bets and i have whittled the lead that you've been holding against the spread down to seven games with Thirty-two games left, two weeks. Unbelievable that we are completely tied up in two of the three categories. Uh, so it comes down to the next uh, two weeks, Christopher.
3: Oh, uh, I, you know, I mean, I just, it just, it's awesome. Uh, I want to win all three categories. I, 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 you know, the bad news, Eagles last week. Of course, they screwed me over. I go with best bet. They're up twenty to three. Two idiots running to each other, returning a kick and fumble a ball. The game's not the same. Dallas got her trips over himself pick six. I mean I don't know if the Giants could have scored all day, really uh other than that stupid crap that killed me that that's those are why I don't bet on games so I should have another game lead in best bets I'm still pissed about that and then what I really want to say is really, that's the opening we went with after. The comments made on the pod last week about the ravens, and damn it only went like fucking viral everywhere. We go with squirrel meat opening over you shitting on the ravens and then them then them shitting on you. I'm disappointed in Pete duma 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 dumma us. I can't believe it first
2: of all, yeah, I had nothing to do with the opening, but I think Pete just decided when. Last week's podcast ended. He had his opening for the next week and he gave it no. Oh, the fun. lazy I,
3: approach. The lazy approach. Right. Right. Yeah. That's where uh, you're probably right. That seems about right. I mean, you know, no, don't do the one that had the most relevance of the week. Go with squirrel meat. I mean, fuck it, A. Jesus. Jesus. Holy cow. Thank
2: you, Pete. Thank <laughs> you, Pete. Pete, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I fully expected. To have my words played back to me, I fully how is a little Lamar Jackson. How is Lamar Jackson
3: and, not and, the opening calling you Mike Flores and Flores and the the? I mean, how is that not it? I mean, I mean, gosh, all the good things we talked about all week. I mean, you, you're Fergie from from the town this week. You got your kahunas blown off. <laughs> uh, it was a great week. Yes, I know. I'm well aware. Yes,
2: it was a great week.
3: Yeah, I know. Have fun next year week.
2: when Ahmed is picking the games with you instead of me. Get ready. <laughs> I'm retiring from picking games. I'm telling you now. This is the last year. Oh, shut it. Games. Shut it. I'm kidding. I am not. I am done. I am done. All right, let's get to it. Oh, before we, before we. Go any farther. I must say every week this season, you can play along with us. DraftKings has set up the free $1,000 Florio and Sims Pick 'em Pool, pick every game against the spread for a chance at a $1,000 prize pool every week.
3: Download the DraftKings app, click on the Pools tab and enter free the $1,000 Florio and Sims Pick 'em Pool to make your picks or visit draftkings.com/pools.
2: Download the DraftKings app, click on the Pool tab and enter free $1,000 Florio and Sims
3: What are you doing? Just like us. What are you
2: doing? I I was trying to figure out what hand signals. Hey, (laughs) all right. Give me a fucking break. I was trying to figure out what hand signals you were doing earlier. By the way, just like us, after you download the DraftKings app, you must enter all of your picks before kickoff of the Thursday night game, which tonight is Jets at Browns. You
3: were doing something. I was doing something because I wanted to show you what else DraftKings was sponsoring this week. Roll the tape, baby. Roll the tape. Here we go. As long as those keep... I mean, I'm not going to
2: change the narrative now. As long as the key players are healthy, they're going to kick out of everybody they face. The The quest is for second place. That's it. As long as those people stay healthy. They're currently healthy. The 49ers kicked the out of the Ravens Here. on Monday night. I'm sorry. I know that's disrespectful to the Ravens. Because we're in the NFL. We play ball, you know, not to take away from that team. But you can't just discredit us. We grown, man. We got to feed our family. And... He can have his opinion, but just don't be just, just talking like that. You know, that's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful.
3: He ain't putting the pads on. <laughs> Friend of he the pod, Lamar he Jackson. <laughs> but,
2: but, but, but you know what's funny? Here's what's funny. Pete, you, you got you to let, let me talk here. Here's what's funny about that. And, Pete, thank you for playing the whole clip. If you listen to the whole clip, it, it sheds much different light on what I said. They'll kick the shit out of anybody is what I said. It was about the 49ers. It wasn't specifically about the Ravens. And after I said it, I said, I know that's disrespectful to the Ravens. So anyway, I wonder how much of that John Harbaugh actually played to the Ravens. I wonder if he played the whole thing or just the little snippet. That supports this notion that I specifically targeted the Ravens for disrespect. The idea was the 49ers are so much better than everybody. This is what they will do to anybody. The Ravens just happened to be the next one on the docket. That was the point. Yeah, I but got it. I was wrong. I, I was wrong. You. Yeah. The Ravens kicked the shit out of the 49ers. Right. I was wrong. So
3: if it helped, if it helped I motivate them. So be it. You won't. You you won't pick the Dolphins this week. You chicken shit. I bet you you don't balk, 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 balk. I bet you you don't balky, 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 (laughs) balky. All right, right, let's go. We need to get to the games. All right.
2: I will not be, I can guarantee you this, no matter how big the spread in any game, I will not be predicting that any one team will kick the shit out of any other team (laughs) ever again for as long as I live or until I retire from making picks, which is coming at the end of this year. All right, here we go. Jets at Browns. Seven and a half point favorites are the Cleveland Browns. Lowest over under the week at 34.5 Thursday night game. We talked about this on PFT Live. It is a dangerous game for the Browns, notwithstanding the spread because of the Jets defense and because they're a little a little reckless with the passing game with Joe Flacco. Is that enough to get you, Chris, to pick the Jets to cover or even more than that, pick the Jets to pull off the upset?
3: Yeah, right. It's it's a little tough because it's, it's one of those where you go, this is the type of game where, yeah, the Jets defense could score or set up the offense for some easy scores and make this game uncomfortably close, right? It's also the vice versa version of that is that, You know the Browns' defense, which you've heard me say all year, is a Super Bowl defense. Can almost win games on its own. You know, could they end up blowing out the Jets because their defense gets a pick six, a a pick six, a strip sack, fumble, short field to their offense? That's where it's dicey, dangerous, exciting, all of it. I'm going to go for a low-scoring, tight football game. I am. I'm going to go. I'm. I'm going to pick the Browns to win the football game. But yeah, I'm a little scared in the fact that the the past happy Browns, no run game to rely on. Joe Flacco, again, I know it's been a lot of good this year. It has been eight turnovers in four games. You know, there's been some other fumbles that they have recovered as well. He had turnover issues last year with the Jets when he played with them as well. And that's what worries me with a, a Jets team that we know is one of the best defenses in football, can rush the passer. Flacco likes to hold the ball too long. That's what scares me. Now, I just don't know if I see any other avenue or angle of the Jets offense having much success. The one thing I'll say, like you heard me say today, the Browns are so in your face every play that, you know, you miss a jam at the line of scrimmage against a guy like Garrett Wilson or something, it could be a big play. Or somebody doesn't fill the right gap in the run game, Brees Hall could be running a long way. But that's really the only way I see the the Jets offense making plays. I'm going to go Browns. 15-10, going to have the Jets cover the spread. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, I got 20 to 10 Browns, and that
2: was really the struggle. Do the Jets cover? Do they not cover? I said earlier it's kind of like a bowl game for them. It's a standalone game. It's their last gasp for 2023. They get a chance to try to impress some people. Garrett Wilson back in Ohio, he had the big game when the Jets played at the Browns last year. It won't surprise me if the Jets cover. It won't surprise me if the Jets win. This is not going to be a best bet for me by any stretch of the imagination, but I will go Browns 20, Jets 10, Browns are trying to close the deal here, and the Jets with Trevor Simeon, they made it work. They, you know, They had just a bunch of stuff fall their way against the Commanders. They get the big lead. They blow the big lead, and then they end up winning the game on Sunday. That was against a team that isn't playing for anything. The Browns are playing for everything still, and they're trying to convince themselves and everyone else that they might be a Super Bowl contender. So that's where we are on Thursday night. Let's go to Saturday night, the Detroit Lions, Visiting the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys have won 15 in a row at home. They are favored by six over the Lions with an over under of 53.5. That is the highest of the week. Lions have looked good the past couple of weeks. They, They could have lost to the Vikings. I mean, four picks and still only won the game by six points. And if Nick Mullins makes that late throw, the Lions are going to have to drive down the field to try to get a game winning field goal in the final seconds of the game. Can the Lions keep it close? Can the Lions beat the Cowboys in their own building on Saturday night, Christopher? Well, I mean,
3: yes, they can. I I am shocked by the six-point spread. I am. You heard me say on Tuesday, though, I think this is a matchup in a lot of ways that favors the Cowboys. Okay? I took some heat on social media yesterday because I said, you know, the Lions don't have enough speed at receiver. All right, I should have clarified a little bit more. I've said it a million times. Jamison Williams is uh, uh, the fastest receiver in football, not named Tyree Kill, but he's not been a consistent part of the every play offense yet. He needs to be. They need that, right? You've heard me say for about the last five or six weeks, the problem with the Lions is when they play teams that play man to man, like the Bears, who almost beat them twice but beat them once. Played man to man almost every play. They could not separate from the Bears, right? So the Cowboys we know play man-to-man. That's going to be a little bit of an issue there, certainly, let alone, right, they're a team that can collapse the pocket and make Jared Goff feel uncomfortable, and Jared Goff's not great in those scenarios. He's not going to get out of the pocket and make any plays that way, right? So that's where I look at it and go, oh, there's some stuff there for Dallas to like about it, uh, like about the matchup, let alone, you know, the same thing on the Lions side of the the defensive side of the ball is they can't play man-to-man. You saw last week, I mean, Nick Mullins, whoever, right, is picking apart the Detroit Lions secondary. It doesn't matter who they play, you know, so I, I expect the Cowboys to have some success moving the ball there as well. The only thing, I'm picking the Cowboys to win. The only thing I worry about is that The running game for the Lions becomes so dominant and kicks the crap out of the Cowboys so badly that they have to start doing crazy stuff on defense, and then therefore they end up losing the game. But I'm going to go the Cowboys, motivated, two losses in a row, Lions feeling good, won their first division title in forever, 24-20 Cowboys.
2: So you have the Lions covering the spread, but the Cowboys winning, right? And we talked about this yesterday when we saw the clip of Mike McCarthy, I just got the sense that they recognize they're going to be the fifth seed. Yeah. Nothing that really matters the next two weeks is going to change that. They're not going to win the division, et cetera, et cetera. But, but the fact that they play on Saturday night, who knows what the Eagles do. You don't want to blow your chance to catch the Eagles. If they should stumble in one of the final two games. I think the, Cowboys will get it together. I think the Lions are prone to step on a rake from time to time. They're locked in as the division champions. Yes, they have a chance to go as high as the two seed. Hell, they have a chance to go as high as the one seed. Frankly, I think there's a way through the weeds that they could be the one seed. I just think it's too much to go to Dallas and win. You're right, though. If the Lions are going to win this or keep it close, it's the running game that avoids third and long that keeps Micah Parsons from teeing off. That's what happened in Buffalo. Micah Parsons can't do anything as a pass rusher, if they're constantly gashing you in the running game like the Bills were able to do. So the Lions will try to do that, try to avoid getting to third and long. They get to third and long. That's the opportunity for Michael Parsons to get a sack, fumble, force an interception, whatever. I still think the Cowboys, after losing the last two, salty, prickly, want to reestablish themselves heading into the postseason. 34-27 is my pick for that one. Uh, So I got the Cowboys covering by one. You have the Lions covering – we'll see what happens. I thought I don't feel about about that one. Either. I thought
3: about an extra touchdown for me too. That that's a, you know, I certainly could see the over. I, I I certainly can. Right? There was a part of me that I almost wrote down 31-27, something more along the lines of what you're saying. Uh, I, uh, so I wouldn't be shocked to see that happen either. Be be interesting. But your your last thing you said to me is a big point. Man, the Cowboys, there got to be a little desperation here. I don't give a damn if you feel relegated to 5 or not. I mean, you can't be going, hey, we're going in the playoffs, you know, we're going in the playoffs and we're going to make a run even though we lost three in a row just a week ago, right? That to me is hard to sell belief on your football team if that's the way you go in. And, and I would think they're motivated because of that tonight.
2: And based on the last couple of weeks, I mean, if it's Cowboys at Buccaneers in the wild card round, there's just kind of a sense, I think, that this could get interesting. Yeah, And it's not yes. check the box for the Cowboys. No, it's not. The Buccaneers could beat them. Agreed. Unlike last year. All right. Sunday, game of the year, kicking off at 1 o'clock Eastern, along with nine other games. The Dolphins at the Ravens. Wow, we're going right to it. Ravens favored by 3.5, over-under of 47.
3: Go ahead, Chris. Who do you like in this one? Well, there's so many awesome things about the matchup. I mean, both defenses are awesome. You know, both offenses are are also awesome. You know, with the, you know, Dolphins offense being a little bit more explosive and fun to watch, but still, you know, it's it's an effective Ravens offense for sure, right? The one thing, you know, I look at, I think we're going to break down like the Dolphins side of the ball, right? They pose some different problems as far as compared to the 49ers last week, where we talked about the 49ers are a little more rooted in the run game and that, and then they go off of that. The Dolphins, they like to run the ball, but it's more about, hey, defend the pass, quick passes, screens, all this, take a shot. If you overplay that, then they go to the run, right? I look at it and go, little like last week, the Ravens are big up front. I can't imagine the Dolphins being able to overpower that group, so I don't think the Ravens are going to have to you know, overextend their defense to stop the run, They'll be able to keep people back in the, in the passing game and in passing lanes to stop Tyreek Hill. We'll see where Jalen Waddell is and, and his recovery and everything there. Uh, so I, th- that's going to be a fun matchup. I'm interested in this, Mike. This is the one thing. I'm, I'm obviously hedging Ravens there in that matchup a little bit. The Dolphins like all these tight all these tight formations, right? Like a little bit like you saw the 49ers last week when the Ravens brought the corner blitz and knocked the ball down, right, and, and knocked it up in the air and they got an interception, right? That, to me, I would be scared to do that too much if I'm the Dolphins. I think that, like, getting the the game in a phone box or a phone booth, excuse me, a little bit favors the Ravens. I would be interested to see maybe if they spread things out a little bit. Hey, let's take some of the creativity and disguises away from Mike McDonald, let alone if we spread them out a little bit, they can't disguise some of these blitzes. And their front four is not the best pass rushing group, you know, in the world as we've discussed. So that'll be interesting to see the approach. The other side of the ball, I think a lot of this Dolphins uh, defense, I think they will give the Ravens problems. But I do think the Ravens are kind of hitting on all cylinders here. And with it being at home, a little fearful of what the Dolphins did to them last year, coming back and beat them, I think the Ravens, the Dolphins will have the Ravens full attention. I'm going Ravens 24-20. So you've got the Ravens covering by a half point. Yep.
2: And, you know, we got this whole Mike McDaniel, Mike McDonald thing. I know. Mike McDonald defense against Mike McDaniel offense. It's McDaniel, not McDonald. The rhymes are Daryl's, but the burgers are Ronald's. I keep thinking that anytime I see both of those names. Run DMC back in the day. Anyway, uh, th- look, the Dolphins think just because they beat the Cowboys on Sunday, they've cured this notion. That they can't beat good teams. Well, one of the narratives was going to end on Christmas Eve. Cowboys can't beat good teams on the road. Dolphins can't beat good teams anywhere. Something had to give. And the one that gave, obviously, was the idea that Dolphins can't beat good teams. This is the best team in football right now. This is one versus two for the second straight week. And maybe I made Dolphins number two over the 49ers just to make it one versus two. Again, I I, maybe I was influenced by that. I don't know, but I think there's a gap between the Ravens and the Dolphins. There's a toughness there. AFC North football. When you look at the 49ers, three of their four losses against the Browns, the Bengals and the Ravens this year, and what the Browns did battered them, bruised them, injured them, not intentionally, but it left them worn out and set the stage for a three game losing streak. So AFC North football is real, it's it's the new black and blue division, and I just don't think the Dolphins can handle that right now, especially in Baltimore. I don't even know what the weather's gonna be. We haven't done our weather report yet today. I don't know what it's gonna be, but it's in Baltimore. We've seen good teams go into Baltimore this year and get destroyed. Lions, Seahawks. Now, the Rams kept it close, but the Rams are playing pretty well right now. Oh, the Rams well. may be one of the best teams in the NFL right now. And, and and I think seeing what the Ravens did to the 49ers makes me feel even better about the Rams because the Rams went toe-to-toe with the Ravens in their own building in the rain. So, look, I'm not going to pick this as a blowout. It could be. It could be. I'm not picking it that way. I'm going to keep it close. I believe in the Ravens. I'm never picking up against the Ravens ever again for as long as I live or as long as I do picks. 28-24, Ravens beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins should acquit themselves well. The Dolphins should have some confidence that maybe if there's a rematch in the postseason, it'll turn out better for them. But right now the Ravens hitting overdrive, trying to get that one seed and then hoping they can last longer than the divisional round, which is what happened the last time they were the top seed. So a great game. I wish we could watch that and only that and not nine other games at the same time.
3: Yeah, I I hear you. It is it's crazy, uh, but I think well that'll have our full attention. And uh, yeah, you said a lot of good things there. And you know the Ravens got you scared, and I figured you'd be a chicken like that, and they'd back you in a corner. It's how I pe- I pegged you to be that so guy. So you, you
2: were you <laughs> trying to rope a dope me into picking the Dolphins? I so would yeah, I wanted. I would I would have
3: liked it. I would have liked it. Yeah, I would have. I would have liked to have seen that. I would have liked to have seen you know all things that might have come with that. You picking the Dolphins, the reaction of Ravens fans, their players, and then me picking the Ravens, too, and hopefully winning to be able to even rub it in even uh, even farther. Patriots at the
2: Bills. Bills are favored by 13, over under of 40 and a half. It's the biggest spread of the week. The Patriots have shown some life lately. The Bills have turned it around, although they narrowly escaped L.A. with a win over the Chargers. Do the Bills cover this thirteen point
3: spread on Sunday, Chris? Uh, I, I, it's a little much for me. Now, again, it, this w- this won't be a best bet. Okay, I'm going to take the Bills to win this twenty-one to ten. But yeah, that that scares me. The, what you said, the Patriots' D is really damn good. I mean, they stopped the run. They're of course really well coached in the back end. They can play zone. You know, they dabble. They're really good at zone. They can play man. They don't play as much as they used to, but they're awesome at zone coverages, too. I mean, they they got it all there. And again, I don't think this is a, like, really complicated formula as far as what the Bills are throwing at you offensively. So, yeah, I don't think this is going to be easy for them moving the ball up and down the field in the Patriots all day. Now, the Patriots offense, yeah, it's been better lately. It's, it's you know, but it's still just, you know, below average, as we know. And I just think ultimately that the Bills, the defense, the way they're coached, the defensive line being too deep, the way they're playing, they can get after the quarterback. The the Patriots not having a run game to really be able to rely on. I like the Bills and kind of an ugly one here. I'm going 21-10
1: Bills.
2: I've got 27-17, Bills. You and I are of the both uh, a similar mindset that the Patriots cover this spread. 13's a little too much for, for the Patriots because they've been playing close. They've been playing tough. They haven't given up on Bill Belichick. I mean, you know, we think it's a foregone conclusion that Robert Kraft is going to move on from Bill Belichick. I mean, they're doing a pretty good job of staying competitive. They haven't given up. They beat the Patriots. They beat the St- uh, the Broncos. Excuse me. They beat the Steelers. I think if they would win out there's a good chance. Not a great chance, but a good chance. No change is made at all. But to win out, that means winning in Buffalo. They lost there a couple years ago in the playoffs. Forty-seven to seventeen. I've got twenty-seven to seventeen. Bills winning. Bills continue that march toward what very well could be. If our predictions are right, it will be yeah, for the Bills AFC East. at Dolphins for the AFC East next Sunday. Maybe that's a game that ends up on NBC in prime time. We'll find out after week seventeen ends. Falcons at the Bears. Falcons still alive. Bears not. Bears, I think the Bears, the Bears still are kind of alive. They need a lot to go their way. They're favored by three. They've shown us a lot in recent weeks. Over under of 38. Do the Bears get another win and kind of throw a wrench into what the Falcons did last week when they beat the Colts convincingly at home?
3: Yeah, I think so. I'm taking the Bears. The Bears over the last five weeks have been playing some of the better football in all all of the NFL. I mean, they really have. Justin Fields has been playing good quality football, throwing the ball well, making good decisions for the most part. We know he's going to make a few electric plays with his legs. Their run game is almost an unstoppable force, right? The defense, you know you hear me every week. I like them a lot. They are in your face, man-to-man. Bring it. You can't run the ball on them. They basically like dare you and go, we got everybody in the box. Go ahead, try to throw it. I mean, that, that's what they do. Montez Sweat, you know, you're seeing, you know, how good he is. He's had an effect on that defense, right? You know, for all those that were wondering why Chase Young only got a third rounder, and Montez Sweat got a second rounder. Well, I think, you know, now, I mean, Montez Sweat, we talk about him every week with the Bears Chase Young. I, I, we haven't really talked about him at all with 49ers. He's a phenomenal player. I like the Bears at home, cold weather, Atlanta, I don't, their passing offense, you know, again, it's it's underwhelming. Nothing's going to be easy. They're not going to be able to run the ball against this Bears group. And Atlanta, as much as I like their defense, you know, this I think is a little too much for them to overcome with the attack of, of uh, Chicago and the balance they have. They're going to want to stop the run, and those guys one-on-one are scary. Going Bears,
2: 27-21. Yeah, I've got the Bears in this one as well, 24-17. I just don't have the faith that the Falcons can string a couple together. Taylor Heineke plays with that, and and it's admirable. Hair on fire, like it's the last game he's ever going to play, and he's can do. He sets himself up to making mistakes, and it worked out well last week. I think it's going to be a little different this week. The Bears have been just kind of quietly impressive, laying the foundation for what they could be next year. So we both like the Bears and we both like the Bears to cover. Titans at the Texans, just a couple of weeks after it was Texans at the Oilers. They get together again. The Texans found a way to win it the last time. Can the Texans complete the sweep and try to stake their claim to the AFC South? Crown. They're favored by four and a half over under a 43.5.
3: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I haven't done my due diligence here to kind of get a feel for where we are with Will Levis and that whole situation, right? So uh, I know he practiced yesterday. So I'm guessing we're going to expect to see him as the starter this week. That's a good thing. But my, my big thing in here is, you know, Houston's still playing for something, got embarrassed last week. We know that, you know, it's, it's, I think we're getting C.J. Stroud here. I'm hoping. Again, I I know that's still up in the air for the third week in a row. I'm picking this one, though, expecting him to play. I'm going to just be fully transparent with that. I am. And I think the thing that bothers me more than anything with this matchup is just that in the first matchup, the Titans' offense just couldn't do anything. I don't think they got enough answers to kind of beat this scheme that the Houston Texans do let alone maybe not enough firepower at the receiver position to really scare them that way. Uh, I like Houston at home, kind of get back on track. I'm expecting C.J. Stroud to be out there. That'll be a bump in energy for this offense. And I feel like the Titans, tough loss last week, You know, nothing really to play for. I think this is one you could maybe see them a, a little bit of a sleep at the wheel. What's your score? Oh, 20-17. I'm going Texans, 20-17. to 17. So you still have the Titans covering. See, I'm of the same mindset. I split
2: the baby on this one, too. I still think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. I agree. C.J. Stroud, we're going to see him. We're probably going to see Will Levis. Now, with Stroud, you don't know because concussion symptoms can come and go he missed a couple of games he had some light sensitivity who knows whether or not he's being a hundred percent candid with his symptoms because he wants to play that gets into the psychology for any football player because they want to play want to win the division want to get to the playoffs but i've got similar thoughts and my score that i have is 24 21 so we both have the texans winning but the titans keeping it close enough to cover that spread and uh if it plays out the way we think the texans Move closer to maybe winning the division. All right. Also in the division, the Colts, who are like the Texans, eight and seven, hosting the Raiders, who are seven and eight and still have a shot at winning the AFC West. They win their last two, Chiefs lose their last two, the Raiders are your AFC West champions for 2023. The Colts are favored by three and a half in this one with an over-under of 43.5. Can Antonio Pierce and the Raiders continue this unlikely late-season run we've seen from them?
3: Well, I, I, I mean, I think they certainly can make it close. This is a, It's a coin-toss football game in a lot of ways for me. Uh, I, I think the, really the, the the big thing is, and I would love to know, I mean, is Josh Jacobs going to be healthy? Is he going to be able to play? I do think the Raiders will be able to run the ball, on the Colts defense, that's certainly kind of their their weakness there, right? But I just don't know if I believe there's enough answers across the board on the Raiders' offense to, for me to feel like they're going to go on the road and win this game against the Indianapolis Colts. I think that's what I worry about more than anything. I mean, as we saw last week, it's an offense that yeah, it, it struggles at, at times, certainly. There's not a ton of answers there. They want to play through the run game and play defensive football. Now, I just think this is one where, hey, their defense is really well coached. I like a lot of things about it. But I think Shane Steichen and company will have enough weapons here in this one and little tricks to, to manage enough offense to pull out a squeaker here. I'm going to go Colts at home, back on track. Defense plays really well. They win the game 20-17. to 17. I got 24-20 Colts. What's the spread on this one again? Three and a half. So
2: I have... The Colts covering, you have the Raiders covering. So 24 20 for me. They need this one. It was just an embarrassment last week to go to Atlanta and get beat by 19 points at a time when you're trying to stake your claim to the division title. They were lucky that both the Jaguars and the Texans lost as well. They get a clean slate, they get a chance to come home. It won't be easy. Not a best bet for me, that's for sure, but I think the Colts get that victory. All right, Panthers at the Jaguars. Jaguars have been horrible lately. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence says they look lost, that what they're doing in practice doesn't translate to the game. Lawrence, they're holding out hope that he'll be able to play despite his latest injury. He's gone from knee to ankle to concussion to shoulder. Panthers are six-and-a-half-point underdogs, over-under of 38. Do the Jaguars turn around this recent uh, run of crappy football and get the
3: win over the Panthers, Chris? I mean, yes, they're going to get the win, but it's it, it, to me, this is a little scary. I mean, it, it, it is. Uh, one, I mean, you know, it's a matchup where the Jaguars, first off, can't run the ball, so they're not going to be able to be able to take advantage of kind of one of the weaknesses on the Carolina defense, so that bothers me. The way the Jaguars are playing defense, even though this Carolina offense is not special, I think they will move the ball on Jacksonville. So you look at it and go, man, one misstep, two missteps. We could be sitting here going, whoa, Carolina's winning late in the fourth quarter. I would not be shocked to see that right now. Now, the one thing that they have going for them is, you know, it's Carolina's not a great pass rushing football team. So if Trevor Lawrence is playing, he should have some time to throw the ball down the field, but hey, they're good in the back end in Carolina. They're well coached by EJ Everell. They can play man. They're awesome at zones, right? I'm taking Jacksonville to get back on track here. You know, of course, being in the AFC South can win that in the playoff picture. Desperation in the air. But I think it's going to be ugly and a little closer than maybe we all imagine. I'm going to go Jaguars 19-13. to 13. So you have the Jaguars...
2: Not covering the spread. Yeah. I have them covering 24-13. to 13. I think this is just kind of a get-right game for them. They need it. It's a confidence builder. Those three games being played at the same time, You know, they need to go out and put their best foot forward and win. It may be a three-way tie by the time it's all said and done. The way we pick these games, it will be a three-way tie still atop the AFC South. They've got to get a win. They've got to hold serve at home. They need to get back on track. One way or the other, or this season ends up being a huge disaster and disappointment for the Jaguars. So 24-13 for me and the Panthers would fall to 2-14 if that's the case. All right. Rams at the G-men. The Rams favored by five and a half. They are only one of two road favorites for the entirety of the week 16 or week 17. Week 17 schedule. Over under a 44.5. Tyrod Taylor back in. Tommy DeVito out. Rams have looked great. They get an extra time to get ready for this one before they make their cross-country flight to New York. Do the Rams get to nine and seven and further strengthen their grip on a wild-card spot in the NFC?
3: Chris, totally. Yes, a hundred percent. I do think Tyrod Taylor's a little bump for the Giants' offense and what they can do, and maybe being more efficient. So that that's a positive for them, but. Uh, the Rams, you kind of said it earlier. It's it's you know the, one of the hottest teams in football. I mean, they're, they're the last five six weeks. I'd go well. They're definitely if you just took those six weeks, you go. They're definitely one of the two or three best teams in the NFC. The way they've been playing, right? They're they're hitting on all cylinders. And uh, and even though their defense is not groundbreaking, you know, you've heard me say it's really well coached. And I don't think this is an offense that's going to be able to you know uh, take advantage of anything there. And then on the other side of the ball, the Rams run the ball on everybody. I mean if the Rams can run the ball on the Ravens, they're gonna run the ball on the Giants, and the Giants aren't even good at stopping the run this year. So that's an issue. And then you know, you're gonna you know, the Giants like to play man to man. You're gonna play man to man against Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup and all the genius of McVeigh and Stafford's aggressive arm and all that. I, I just I don't see many avenues in which the Giants can win this game I'm going Rams 27 17 I'm probably even being a little nice to the Giants there uh but I think the Rams handle handle this one and uh, continue to solidify themselves as an NFC playoff team I've got 28
2: 17 my only concern is we've seen it two straight weeks now where the Rams get a little
3: yeah lacks at the end late in the game right yeah right yeah
2: the 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 Saints stormed back. And made a blowout into a respectable final score. Had a punt
3: block right the late in the game. Right?
2: right. Commanders stormed back. Right. So I, I'm worried that the Rams will get get to a comfortable lead and then coast. And maybe there'll be a backdoor cover. But not at five and a half. I think, that, I think that the spread should be higher than that. The Rams are one of the best teams in football right now. So you and I are on the same page. And this is one I'm looking at for a potential best bet. Because I just think the Rams right now um it's just amazing to see how far they've come after last year and how bad it was all right cardinals at the eagles eagles favored by 11 48 and a half over under you've got the the subplot here of jonathan gannon the former eagles defensive coordinator who left to coach the cardinals there was tampering by the cardinals jonathan gannon knew the cardinals were interested in him he knew he was going to interview the day after the super bowl he didn't say anything to anyone i still believe that his preparation for the super bowl was diluted by the fact that he was getting ready to interview with the Cardinals. It's all hush-hush and asked and answered, and you're a conspiracy theorist if you dare even talk about it. But if there's any tension lingering, this is the chance for the Eagles to take it out on Gannon and the Cardinals. Will they do it? Favored by 11 with that over-under of 48-and-a-half.
3: Yeah, I I mean, 11's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, And, and, you know, Arizona... Uh, where it scares me is they could get steamrolled in the run game. The Eagles might just be able to absolutely dominate them and steamroll them that way, certainly. But I'm going to play a little bit more of the, you know, the motivation of Jonathan Gannon going back against his old team and then him knowing some of the tendencies and the way the Eagles offense operates, right? I know it's not exactly the same as last year, but I think, you know, its base principles of the offense are the same. I think that, that favors Jonathan Gannon in a lot of ways, right? You know, and then uh, I also, the one thing I'll say about Arizona is they, they can run the football. I mean, they really can. Uh, and, and again, it's, it's still Kyler Murray with some weapons on the outside to where I could see them stressing out this Eagles defense that we know has not been nearly as dominant as we expected it to be. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to make this a best bet, but this is one where I'm going to say like, hey, the Cardinals hang around and make this a little more uncomfortable. The Eagles have done this all year. They, they play down to opponents or let teams get back into the game like they did with the Giants last week. I'm going to say 27-21 Eagles. I've got 34-17. I don't feel
2: good about this one, though, because I figure Jonathan Gannon knows the Eagles, knows the offense, knows how to maybe slow down Jalen Hurts and company from being there last year. And yes, they know him, but I think the edge goes to him in that regard. I still think that that the Eagles understand the stakes here. They have to keep the Cowboys at bay. The Cowboys will have won the night before if our prediction is accurate. So it's more pressure on the Eagles I do think that there is lingering tension and outright animosity toward the Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon for what they did, whether it's diluting his preparation for the Super Bowl or preventing them from getting Vic Fangio Yeah, right. because Fangio committed to the Dolphins right. when they thought Gannon was coming back to the Eagles because he said he was coming back and he yeah. didn't bother to tell him right. that the Cardinals were trying to line him up to be the head coach. So I just think this is one of those days where you're going to see the Eagles locked in and at least the coaching staff locked in and wanting to kick the the butts yeah. of the Cardinals. Yeah, I and, hear you. It'd be interesting uh, to so, see what but I happens still don't, there. Yeah. I still don't feel great about it because I think Gannon knows the Eagles well, but I got to pick a score. I'll pick 34-17. All
3: right, if last the Cardinals can throw it a little more, bit, you know, that I'm game gonna, could get scary for sure. Go ahead, two. Mike. Sorry. Pete says next game.
2: Saints and Buccaneers. And, hey, this has been a great rivalry in recent years. The Tom Brady years with Tampa Bay. The Saints would... Just bedevil the Buccaneers' offense. Right now, the Bucs are looking good. They're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Saints. They won earlier in New Orleans. Bucs closing in on winning the division. Do the Bucs complete the sweep? Over-under, by the way,
3: 43 points. Chris? Yeah, I, I I expect them to. I do. I mean, Bucs, again, like, you know, a little bit like the Rams. We're talking about one of the hotter teams in the NFC. It's a Saints team that... I don't know, it was inconsistent. I don't know if I necessarily see playoff caliber fire from their football team. You know, the offense as we've talked about the whole year, it's kind of blah with a lot of late game bullcrap stats, right? I also just think the Saints defense, this isn't a great matchup for them uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, you know, what would I say but that they want to play man to man and do all that. And this is a passing offense and some receivers that hey they can they can beat man to man and a quarterback that's fearless that way and throwing the ball down the field. You know, and I think this is a game too where you know the Bucks who aren't running the ball great, they'll be able to run it good enough to put the Saints in some bad spots because the Saints don't stop the run. So that's an issue there. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, you've heard me say over and over again, and you know, we saw this a little last week where stop going all in on the run. Like, uh, that was one of the things I took away from the Sunday game. You've heard me say this about Todd Bowles. Like, they were playing the Jaguars. Play fucking pass defense. They can't run the ball on anybody. Same thing kind of goes here. It should be all about stopping Derek Carr and the Dinkin' and Dunks and the Dinkin' and Dunks and the occasional take a shot down the field. I'm going Bucks 28-20. I've got the Bucks
2: 27-20, another... Piece of evidence that we spend way too much time together but at least it's not the exact same score the bucks have impressed me in recent weeks baker mayfield showing that he's one of the best investments any team has made in recent years four million dollar base salary and look at what they've gotten out of him in a year where they're carrying 35 million in dead money for tom brady they are surging toward a division championship and to the extent that chris and i are both interested in teams making it to the playoffs that have a chance of winning when they get there the buccaneers far and away i think and I think you agree with me, the most likely team in the NFC South to have a chance to give us competitive postseason games.
3: Agreed. Agreed 100% there. They got playmakers on both sides of the ball. And, yeah, they're the team in the NFC South that I look at that can win the wild card game at home and then even maybe be on the divisional road and be us going, whoa, it's it's close in the fourth quarter. What's going to happen here? Yeah, they have that type of potential. All right, the last game in the 1
2: o'clock window. Again, there are 10 of them this week. The 49ers are at the Commanders. 12.5 points is the spread over under of 50. I remember a game from four years ago when they played in Washington where it was wet. It was wet. It was slip and slide wet. Remember that? Yes. It was quagmire wet. It was one of the games the 49ers run, won on their way to Super Bowl 54. They're trying to get to Super Bowl 58. Do they get right after losing at home to the Ravens? Do they get things back on track? by Shanahan going back to the place where he once worked in Washington and taking on the Commanders. I mean,
3: a hundred percent, right? I mean, I, I just, I don't see how Washington's defense can stop the 49ers in any way, any stretch of the imagination. There's no matchup I look at to go, Oh, wow. I like that for Washington. You know, that favors them. And then offensively, You know, it's Jacoby Bursette. I think, hey, will he take care of the ball better? And do I think he'll be a little more efficient than Sam Howell? Yeah, I do. I do. But still, I just don't think the offense with it, that O-line, not being able to run the ball well enough and having to rely so much on the pass game against a team like the 49ers, to me is scary. I'm going 38-17 Niners.
2: Yeah, I've got the 49ers winning this one. 42-21. 42-21. The commanders have switched from Sam Howell to Jacoby Brissett. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make. The sun is setting on the Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, Jason Wright regime in Washington. Just a matter of time, I think, before owner Josh Harris hits the red button and cleans house and starts over again. 49ers still have a lot to play for, trying to get that number 1 seed. They don't want Week 18 to be a game they have to win although it still would be wise to knock out the Rams next week if they could. I think the 49ers get this done, and we are done as it relates to the Thursday game, the Saturday game, and all of the 1 o'clock Eastern games on Sunday. When we return, we pivot to the late afternoon games, including the Chiefs and the Bengals trying to get back on track. We'll discuss that next year on this joint production of Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFTPN. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code PFTLive when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, late games from Sunday. Let's start with the Steelers at the Seahawks. Steelers, surprising the Bengals and a lot of people who thought the Steelers were done They won 34-11 on Saturday. They go to Seattle. Seahawks turning it around after losing four in a row. Seattle, a clearer path to the postseason than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh needs a lot of help to get there. Do the Seahawks get the win? Rematch of Super Bowl 40. Did you know Jerome Bettis was from Detroit? Three and a half, over under a 41. Who do you like?
3: Well, it's a scary game. I will say that. I like Seattle, right? I do. But I, I do think this is one where it's just not, oh, just because they're at home and they're the Seahawks, they're going to win this football game, you know, and then they are, you know, playing for the playoffs. Like you said, yeah, Pittsburgh's still in the, in, in the mix with things there, right? The one thing I look at, I mean, hey, the, the, the Seahawks, yeah, offensively, you know, one, they're, they're not a great running football team, Okay. All right. And and yeah, they can move the ball in between the 20s a little bit, but scoring has been an issue touchdown wise. And I certainly don't expect them to be scoring on the Steelers' defense. That's kind of the ultimate bend but don't break defense right now. And then when you couple that on top of the other side around here, where, you know, Pittsburgh, again, offense, nothing great here. But I look at it and go, I think there's a way they they can run the ball and move the ball on the Seattle defense. Seattle is just – it's unsound. It's not good. They don't stop the run. I think this game will be uncomfortably close for Seattle. But I think they do eke it out and win it at home. I'm going to go Seahawks 20-17. I got 27-23
2: Seahawks. So you have Seattle not covering. I have them covering. This is a close one. This is a tough one. This is a tight one. I'm not ready to give up on the Steelers, but I can't pick against Seattle at home given what they've done in recent weeks to overcome the struggles they've faced. I think the Seahawks win. I know that my terrible towel is weeping somewhere as I say that, but I just can't. I can't do it. I can't. I'm surprised they won last week. I don't think they can do it again. Chargers at the Broncos with Jarrett Stidham at quarterback. He's in. Russell Wilson's out. Easton Stick still the guy for the Chargers. Giff Smith kept it respectable against the Bills last week. Broncos still kind of alive. They need help. They just got to win. That's what Sean Payton said earlier this week. We just want to focus on winning. We'll worry about next week when next week comes. Can the Broncos win their home finale against the Chargers and get to eight and eight Chris right
3: like you heard me before the show a little bit, right? like I was talking to like our one of our producers, Matt Casey, he was talking about the the Broncos the quarterback situation a little bit, right you know I had you know almost feel. Right, like where uh, giving Sean Payton credit for what he did with Sean uh, Russell Wilson, he's managing them, you know, keeping things simple. They just keep continue to build the confidence and learn the offense and take care of the ball, and then hey, work some late game magic. But what 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 they told us this week was uh, they they've been keeping it simple because they got to keep it simple. And and you you know me, I've, I've gone back and watched all these games and. You know, have have already noted that it was simple attack already. But I think when you look at it through the prism of like negativity a little bit, you start to go, yeah, Sean Payton, wait, he wasn't doing this to manage Russell Wilson or build his comments He was doing this because he had no other choice. He didn't trust Russell Wilson. He doesn't know enough checks. He doesn't know enough about defenses, whatever. And Sean Payton, who has nine zillion plays on offense, runs the same nine plays all game long, uh, he basically told us he's handcuffed by Russell Wilson. I think they're going to get an energy bump by Jared Stidham. I think you're going to see the team rally around Jared Stidham. You know, I, I mean we know we both have heard. I don't think Russell Wilson's the most loved guy in that locker room. I mean, we, we got clips last week of him getting sacked in the offensive line and offensive linemen don't even look to look at him. They don't care. They're like, oh, get up. I don't care, right? So uh, I think they're going to want to prove their coach right, and I think Jared Stidham's going to give their offense a bump. I'm going 24-13 Broncos here.
2: I'm glad you mentioned that. Of all the things we covered when we spent about 50 minutes on the Russell Wilson benching, we didn't get to the clip of Russell Wilson being sacked and his lineman just looking at him and walking away. Exactly. Which is telling when it occurs. Right. And last year when Jared Stidham replaced Derek Carr, he played well. He surprised a lot of people. I was surprised the Raiders didn't try to keep him instead of giving – Money that I don't think they should have given to Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a two-year, $10 million contract for Stidham in Denver. He'll be the guy next year, I think, because it's not like they have the money to go out and get anyone else. And this is his chance to show Sean Payton that he can be the guy next year that he could be the number one on the depth chart spend the offseason getting ready and get the team ready to go I agree with you I've got the Broncos 20 to 13 I think they will get a boost from Jared Stidham and they'll go out strong as they finish their home schedule and if they somehow sneak into the playoffs Jared Stidham is going to be the guy who carries them there all right last game of the afternoon slate for week 17 the Bengals at the Chiefs this was one that we circled when the schedule came out in May, because it's Joe Burrow, the Mahomes killer, going to Kansas City for the latest installment. Well, Burrow obviously long gone with the wrist injury, but Jake Browning looked good until he didn't. Has he been exposed? Can the Bengals get it together? Can the Chiefs get it together? This is a none-of-the-above game. Which one wants to win? Who do you like? Chiefs favored by seven over under a 44.5.
3: I like the Chiefs, but I think it's going to be ugly. I don't think the chiefs are capable of a pretty football game really at this point. You know, I think that's part of their problem. They need to just embrace who they are. They keep thinking like, you know, we're going to run a few trick plays and do this early in the game. And it's going to break us out of the slump. And all of a sudden we're going to be the 50 touchdown pass, 5,000 yard, you know, passing football team. And it's like, no, it's not happening. Give it up. Run the ball, play action, screens, play through the fucking defense, Stop trying to be something you're not. That's what they just got to come to terms with. They got to come to terms with that They're going to win games ugly this year. And that they can do that. They can do it, you know, but they have to have the mindset of that. That's who they are on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't feel like they've totally embraced that. Like they're still hoping something might happen here. And it's like, no, it's way too fucking late. Just deal with what you got right now. Right. And, you know, so I, I expect the, the chiefs, Their defense to smother the Bengals? I do. What I do worry about is that sometimes they're so smothering. You've heard me say this about other defenses that, you know, all of a sudden Jamar Chase is on an island going down the sideline for an 80-yard touchdown or T. Higgins or somebody like that. That's what does scare me a little bit. But all in all, yeah, I think the Chiefs will make Jake Browning's life very hard. They can pressure the quarterback. They can cover. They're creative as hell on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know – the Bengals' defense is just not good, period. You know. Now, I don't think the Chiefs are good enough to just like make big plays and go, oh, we're going to score 34 this week. No, they're not. 24-16 Chiefs and kind of an ugly win. I got the exact same score because I did have 24-17, then I saw it was a seven-point
2: spread, and I moved to 24-16. I like the Chiefs to win. I like them to cover. And this is the week, I think, of self-awareness for the Chiefs. Last week, I really believe on Monday, they were going to try – to will themselves to be the team they used to be. Right. This is the week they accept they are who they are, and let's color within the line. Hopefully. And let's be who we are. Let's not try to do too much. Let's just go out and try to score at least one more point than the other team. I think they will. I think they'll cover barely. I don't feel great about it, but I do feel better about the Chiefs winning. Chiefs 24-16, we had the exact same score. And we've gotten through 15 games now. We haven't disagreed on any. Yeah, We have one left. When we return, you'll find out if we disagree on the Sunday night football game, New Year's Eve, Packers at the Vikings. Who will Chris pick? Who will I pick? Who will you pick? You Vikings hater, fan, lover, hater. I don't know what you are. Right after this. (laughs) We'll be right back.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?
3: Don't forget, on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat-same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code UNBUTTON when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the
2: crown is
0: yours.
2: Well, now we know what Phil Sims would sound like if he was a game show announcer. <laughs> the guy that, that kicks off the show and throws it to the host. That's Phil That's if he right. had found that line of work instead of football. If he hadn't been six foot four and 225 and strong enough to throw a football over them mountains. All right, let's get to Sunday Night Football. Jordan Love and the Packers taking on the Vikings and Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall or Josh Dobbs or Fran Tarkenton. Who the hell knows at this point? Both Hall and Mullins split snaps on Wednesday for the Vikings. Vikings are favored by just a point and a half. Border battle, playoff elimination game. Not like the winner is getting in, and I don't think I want the winner in because I don't think the winner can win in the postseason. But the loser's done. The winner's still alive. The over-under's 46. We'll be ringing in the new year. Watching the Packers and the Vikings, Chris, who do you have?
3: Well well you what do you mean who do I have? Who do you have? You know you go first with the Vikings. Who the hell you picking? Let me hear this crap.
2: I I really can I just defer on this one? Can I pick
3: a tie? Hey well J.R. Alexander, he knows all about that. He defer, he wants to kick, you want to kick, you want to play defense? <laughs> what are you we J.R. Want to play J.R. Alexander? Defense.
2: <laughs> 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 um I have no idea what's going to happen. I think Nick Mullins is going to be the quarterback. You and I talked about this yesterday. He'll get the start with a short leash. They don't have T.J. Hawkinson. They probably won't have Jordan Addison, but they've got Justin Jefferson. And I think right now they're good enough to beat the Packers. The Packers have slumped in recent weeks. They haven't looked great. They barely beat the Panthers, for crying out loud. 28-24 Vikings. But I don't have a whole lot of faith in it because I have no confidence whatsoever in Nick Mullins
3: to avoid screwing things up royally at the worst possible time. Jeez, right. I I, I hear you. That's the scary thing. What's even scarier is I have the same exact score. I have 28-24 Vikings too, right? I, I, wow. I, I, I'm worried about Green Bay's defense. I, I would expect Nick Mullins and company to shred Green Bay's defense. I do. And then – Hey, Green Bay's offense, we know it's it's a pain in the butt, but I don't think it's going to be good enough to move the ball consistently up and down the field on this Vikings defense that you know I have so much respect for. I think this could be a fun game, though. I do. You know, the fact that Green Bay's pretty balanced as far as running and throwing the ball puts Brian Flores in that Vikings defense in a conundrum just kind of like the Lions did last week to where I think we'll see big plays on both sides of the ball. If Nick Mullins doesn't fuck it up, yeah, I expect the Vikings to win the game.
2: So we have 16 games this week. We agree on every single one of them, which means it all comes down to week 18 in our straight up competition. When we return, best bets and Folsom Prison Blues pick here on PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton. All right, Chris Sims Unbutton, PFTPM, Joint Mega Picks Podcast, the next to last or penult- penultimate if you're feeling fancy regular season weekend we've got three best bets to go we've agreed on every game straight up we've got some disagreements against the spread but who cares he he's i've already conceded that i don't concede straight up we're tied we disagree on none we're tied on best bets let's see if we if we disagree on any or or which we pick and whether we line up, because we sometimes do that. Go ahead, give me one.
3: All right, well, first off, you know this goes all the way through the playoffs, right? This doesn't end like next week, so there's still a lot of weeks left. You do this every year where you think they were going to stop counting the record at the regular season ends. Now, I know you're a Vikings fan, and that's when you're used to the season being over, but football goes on. And it goes to the playoffs. See, I know that because I'm a Giants four-time Super Bowl champion fan that way. So I mean, you just don't understand that. It goes on. I, the season end does not end after next week. All right. I, <laughs> My I first done. pick is the motherfucking Bears. That's right. I'm going with the Bears at home against the Falcons. Uh, the spread is, I believe, three. And I think the Bears three. match up well. If they got them winning by six. I wouldn't be shocked if they win by more.
2: Give me my Ravens
3: Woo! on Sunday. Give three and a half to the
2: Miami Dolphins. Yes, sir. I have learned my lesson and I'm all in on the Ravens. chicken the rest you of the are!
3: Damn, they just bullied How's your ass chicken? right into the corner.
2: I've learned. I've learned. Hey, I'm. i, I, I the, the, What separates us from the the, the 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 animal kingdom is we're capable of learning from our mistakes. Hey, I've learned. Hey, just right, this got? off
3: for me so I can send this to Miami and Mike McDaniel so he could use it as motivation for next week. Please do that for me, okay? All right, my next one. Will be the Rams. I'm going with the Rams, one of the hottest teams in football. I expect them to come into New York, extra time, five and a half points. Not enough for me. I'm taking the Rams. I had them in it by ten. I think it might be more than that. Same. Give me the Rams too. Give okay. Two. Give me your last one. I'm going to go with the 49ers.
2: What's your last one? I'm the going too. There we go.
3: Damn. So we're going to we have go. one uh, wait, one so, disagreement here.
2: Well potentially potentially we could both be wrong we could both be right, right. One could be wrong one could be right you You're got right. the bears i got the ravens go ravens go falcons and uh maybe i'll be up by a game or two in best bets that's that's oh, oh wait folsom prison blues who's your one team
3: the folsom the, county blues i'm we'll going to the 49ers beat kick the kick commanders kick yes <laughs> all right
2: are you are you are you willing to say the 49ers will never mind i'll take the 49ers as well to beat the commanders with with all due respect to the commanders, they will put up a good fight. It will be valiant. It will be respectable. But ultimately, the 49. Mike McDaniel will showed this clip.
3: he doesn't respect the Dolphins. Bye. See ya. See ya.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.